0: So, have you ever felt like what you were facing was a closed door? And every single one of us, the truth is, uh, uh, closed doors are your first villain. Closed doors are never fun in life. And every single one of them face them. And we all have stood some a few times, some many times before a door in our life that it just closed. Maybe it was a relationship that ended. Maybe it was an opportunity that didn't pan out the way that you think it would. Maybe it was a friendship that separated and went another way. Maybe it was a parent that you thought they'd be around forever and for one reason or another they weren't around. Many different. We could go around the room and list all kinds of things that we might consider a closed door in our life. All of us have stood in front of a closed door. We always ask the questions, what was on the other side of that closed door? That's certainly true in relationships where you wondered that relationship ended or separated or went a different direction. You wonder, what would, what would it be like if that was still in continuance today? We always are asking that question, what's on the other side of that door that shut on me? But the better question is, your next film, the better question is, what was God protecting me from, from that closed door? And that's a question we rarely ask ourselves is, that door shut for a reason, That chapter in our life is over for a reason. That period of our life has transitioned and gone to a new level for a reason. And I believe that God is in way more orchestration of what goes in our life than we give him credit for. And what on the other side of that door did he shut in an effort to protect us? I may not know what was on the other side of that door, but God does. Your next fill-in, God knows what was on the other side of that door. And I have this crazy feeling that if God really revealed all the things that he protected me from, I would be amazed at it. And God is in complete commitment to my success and my well-being. Now, I don't know about you, but there's been many times in my life that I thought God was mistreating me. That something ended or something transitioned or something went a different direction or didn't turn out how I thought it. And I thought, God, you are mistreating me. You're not causing this to come true in my life. You're not causing how I thought it would. But he is more committed to my my success and my well-being. And what if a closed door in my life was God's hand in my life in his commitment to my well-being? Psalms 84, 11 says, For the Lord our God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows grace and favor and future glory. I love this part. No good thing will he withhold from those who will walk uprightly. But your next feeling, God is personally committed to the good things in my life. And that's not something that we tend to automatically dwell on. That he is personally committed to the good in my life. That, that it says right there, no good thing is can he gonna withhold from me as long as I am holding on to him. Your next set of feelings. God is the source of all the good in my life. I and I'll just be admit, I'll just be transparent. I do not give him thanks enough for the good that is in my life. I had this weird situation on sunday with easter sunday we went out here the church did group pictures for families and so forth and right at the end taylor was gracious enough to stay out there as our family decided to take crazy pictures and it wasn't all of us but it was most of us and even mom got in on the on the picture taking and so forth and everybody's just doing sway back and crazy things and we look stupid and what's up with the you know the middle-aged fat man out there trying to do a sway back with his nieces that was me (laughs) But I looked at that picture, it's actually one that Allison posted, and looked at that picture and said, my goodness, what God has blessed us with. And every single one of us in this room, if you looked at the picture of your family, no matter how small or big they are, you can say, my goodness, look at what God has blessed us with. All the good in my life has come from him. If it's good in my life, then it's God in my life. James 1, 7, 17 says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of light in whom there is no variance or shadow of cast or cast by his turning. I wish I had time to, to go through that verse, but we don't. But if, it, if the, I need any explanation in my life, every good and perfect gift in my life, he designed for me. I'll, at the end of that verse, your next feeling, God doesn't change. My attitude, my view on it, my spin on it is what changes. God doesn't change. He's fully committed to every good and perfect. He doesn't change his, his mind when it comes to me. Have you ever thought that at one time, God, God, I knew, I know that you have a plan and a design for what you want me to do, and then things changed. People came or people went. Doors open, doors closed. Circumstances were different than you thought they would be. And you thought, this somehow changes or makes the plan for my life different. I must somehow have to, you know, when I'm in my car and I've got the maps on there and I make a wrong turn, you know what it starts saying? Redirect. And I sometimes think, well, this must be God. You're going to have to redirect me because somehow all this has gone off track and you're going to have to be that automatic little spinning wheel that says redirect. And God has no redirect in him. That verse right there at the end of James says there's no shadow in his turning, that he is fully committed to everything that he, is, that he has put in your heart that he has for you to do. He doesn't change his mind when it comes to me. Here's a good one. If I don't have it, then I don't need it. Because I can certainly make a big list of all the things that I think that I need. And according to James, God said, I'll make sure you have every good and perfect gift. And so I can say with great assurity, with great confidence, if I don't have it, I don't need it. Because if I need it, he'll provide it. Whether I realize it or not, I'm living in the best that God has for me right now. Now, I know our tendencies. Our tendency is to pick apart the things that we don't like. Those are the things that wake you up in the middle of the night. The what-ifs, the how-comes. Those are the things that, that... Try to shake and rattle your soul and, and say, what if this turns out bad? What if this doesn't go the direction? What, what if, what if, what if? But his best is on me right now. Psalms 27:13. 13. What, what, what would have become for me had I not believed that I would see the Lord's goodness, Taylor, if you'll come on down, in the land of the... I like this Psalms by David. He asked the question. A rhetorical question. What would, what, he repeats it twice. What, what would have become of me had I not seen the goodness of God in the land of the living? I like this. God has kept you. Can I tell you uh, the keeping power of God is never obvious at the moment. As a matter of fact, the keeping power keeping hand of God is often painful because it generally, not generally, sometimes goes against our own desires but if he keeps me then it's always for my good and it generally is not until later on that we, have you ever had let me just do case in point here have you ever gone through a relationship and there were whether friendship romantic whatever and that relationship ended and at the point that it ended you thought this is unbearable this is horrible experience this is and at the moment you might think this will never get better this feeling of loss, this feeling of, of rejection, this feeling of, of, uh, of whatever it might be is never going to end. And then time occurs. And you turn, have the ability with a separation of time to turn back and look at it and have these epiphany moments where you think, what was I thinking? That dude was a jerk. That chick was crazy. <laughs> whatever it was. And anybody, don't raise your hand. But anybody, you had those relationships that you turn around, and look, and said, "Oh my gosh, they were five flavors of crazy any given day." That's one of my brother's favorite things to say. He also says they got crazy I haven't even used yet. Y'all never known somebody like that? You ever been in a relationship with somebody that was crazy? <laughs> Didn't have a shortage on crazy. But at the moment, and I'm just using one scenario. At the moment, we never think it's bearable. Everything in my life is because of him. Everything. If he kept me through it, it was because of him. If he brought me through it, it was because of him. If he encouraged me through it, it was because of him. We always, and I'm put all these statements in the first person. I have one of two decisions, grateful or resentful. And I'll tell you, at a time of loss, at a time of a closed door, it always leans toward resentful. I titled this single night message, Celebrating Closed Doors. Before I do the last fill-ins, if we we put ourselves at a place where we realize that every closed door is the protective hand of God, if we realize that every closed door, I hope I've proven it to you by just the few scriptures I've used that every closed door, you're listening, every closed door still keeps me in God's will for my life. Then I have the ability to celebrate every closed door. Because every closed door should remind me he's still taking good care of me. Every closed chapter, every person that Moves on every relationship that ends, every situation that hasn't turned out the way that you thought it would, every, every everything that the enemy would try to come in and bring pain, every ending is the redemptive and productive hand of God in my life. I forgot where I left off. Gratitude is a life of full joy, you know, a lot of people are searching for joy and contentment and fulfillment in life. And there is a secret to it. That secret to full contentment is gratitude. I want to challenge you that you will never, you won't ever, not ever, but you, it's going to be hard to have a bad day if you walk through it, thanking God for everything in your life. Last Wednesday night, I just, uh, which this message was birthed from. I was on my way home from church and had dropped off uh, Jared and Luke and and uh, over the many years that I've done student ministry, I very rarely, at the end of what God has given me, just say, God, thank you for for what you've given me. And we had a time. I was on my way home from. Luke and Jared got out of the car, and God and I had a time. I said, I want you to know I'm thankful. Thankful for what you've done. Thankful for what you've given me. Thank you for what you've blessed me to do. I mean, we just had a time. Jonathan at least did. I had a good time. (laughs) But isn't it sad that in all the years that I've done ministry, that that isn't more a part of what Jonathan does on a daily basis? Because if we sat down at Starbucks and you asked me, well, tell me all the things not right. Oh, we could make a list. I'd get my pen out. Why'd they always lick the pen? <laughs> get ink in your mouth. You could make us a list. Get your arm warmed up. But what would happen if we started making lists? The secret of full joy is in the gratitude. What if we made a list of all that was right, going right? I like this. Gratitude leaves no room for discontentment in my life. Gratitude's a bully. Anything that's trying to bring me down gratitude pushes that sucker bill right out the door. Am I helping anybody tonight? Gratitude gives a full vision of the immense goodness of God in my life. Full vision. That thankfulness opens our eyes. You know what closed doors cause us to do? Look behind us. Closed doors will always make you look at what was. Yesterday when I was driving to San Antonio, by the way, I stopped at Bucky's three times. (laughs) And yes, I shopped all three times. (laughs) Well, I had to get gas twice and restroom break one of them. They're clean, clean restrooms. I danced through there. I just, you know, danced through the restrooms. They're so clean. I have no clue what I was saying anyway. But how silly would it been? Because I was driving my mom's car, and in her car, I don't know if it's like this in your car, but the windshield's like this big, all the way all the way across. But the Rear, there's a rear view mirror on there too and it's about this big and I thought about flipping that car around and driving in reverse because I could look through that little window right there, that little mirror right there it'll get me there no, not easily it would make more sense, wouldn't it? it? Much be more pleasant if I drove and I drove forward and I looked through that big old window called the windshield. And it rained a little bit too on the way back, so I turned on the little weeper wipers. We don't even call them weeper wipers anymore. And how silly would it have been if I decided to spin that car around and drive it with the rearview mirror? But how many times in the life of believers are we staring at that rearview mirror and what was and what's behind us and what could have been and what should have been instead of saying, I'm going to look forward. I'm going to look for what's in front of me because what's in front of me is a bigger view than what was behind me. That's going to help somebody right there. What's in front of me is way more clear than what's behind me. What's in front of me is so much easier than looking to see what's behind me. A closed door is just another proof that God is taking good care of me. We don't like to look at closed doors. Closed doors in the natural are not fun. But what if we started celebrating closed doors? You know, the tendency is, as I close this message, the tendency is that you think about that relationship, that friendship, that situation, whatever it is, you think about it, and when you think about it, it brings a little bit of pain. That remembers just a little bit of pain on what was. What would happen if we turn that little bit of pain into a whole lot of celebration? God, it wasn't fun to go through. It wasn't something I wish on anybody, but look what you saved me from. God, you know, as a matter of fact, I don't even know what you saved me from. I don't even know what you kept me from. But it could have been bad. It was bad. But you kept me from it. Your last feeling. A closed door is a proof that God is protecting my heart. The enemy would like nothing more than for us to live in the past. In the past, there's no vision in the past. The only vision that will come is what's in front of you. So maybe you're here tonight. Maybe you've just been through something. I don't know. I don't know. Lord gave this message to me and kind of fit for tonight's schedule and maybe you've just been through something maybe maybe you're have been through something while you know it's been a while but at the thought of it there's a little bit of little bit of a tinge still there and I think God is speaking to our hearts tonight and encouraging us that we have all the reason in the world to celebrate. I said, we have all the reason in the world to celebrate a closed door. Because no, no good thing with he withhold from those who walk uprightly.